I planted a garden. I've never had much of a green thumb, but I've heard that gardens grow with love. That's all I have to give, so how badly can it go? My only wish and intention for each individual flower is that they'll grow beautifully, wildly, and full of life. I have this same wish and intention for you. Be beautiful, be wild, be full of life. Welcome to the Garden of Creden. Well, this week for Conversations from the Garden of Creden, we are on the road. Um, took a trip with my guys, Nine Mindset, the squad. Squad, <laughs> Yes, and uh, came up to Newark for a few days. Right now we are recording from Brooklyn with... Brooklyn. Yes. He came out. Yeah, we came through and like the artwork, the murals on the streets, it was just really beautiful. We saw a huge biggie. We saw that quote. Oh, you so, went down to, you were by Fulton. Down yeah, by yeah, 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 yeah. Commodore Biggie. Mm-hmm. It was just Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote that on the wall somewhere. Oh, nice. I haven't been back that long. Yeah, we've been snapping pictures the whole time, but yes, wanted to come through and see my, I don't want to call you my old friend. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. I know, that's yeah. It's fine. been uh, at least 13 years since I've seen you, I'm realizing, because I graduated in 07. Damn. Yeah, Damn. I know. <laughs> we old. <laughs> but, but we've maintained contact this whole time, and I've definitely noticed that you've been following your dreams for a minute now. I thought you were going to say homeless. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I, I straight joke, man. Look, and look, hey, even um, even Idris Elba sold weed. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So talk a little bit about your story. Talk a little bit about where you come from, the background that you come from, and what you're doing now. Because it's kind of vastly different. <laughs> okay. Um... All right, all right. So first, what's your name, boy? Right, yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Dane Ross. Yes. Uh, I am Caribbean, first generation American. My parents came to the U.S. in the '70s. They met in Brooklyn, and you then the same story, yeah. yeah, like, like everybody in this area. Yeah, and yo, yeah, yeah. by the way, mother's from St. Vincent, father from Trinidad, and there are mad Vincentians on this block. Hey, yeah, Link. Yes, yeah. Um, shortly before my brother was born, I'm I'm two of two. Shortly before my brother was born, my dad joined the military. He uh, was a sailor, joined the Navy. Mm -hmm. So I was born outside Chicago, and in general, it's pretty good rule of thumb to say that I move every four to six years, even to this day. Wow. Yeah, because I remember when I was uh, trying to link back up with you, I was like, where are you? Because I do remember uh, Miami for sure. Yeah. Where have you been since we last met? Um, I After Virginia Tech, mm -hmm. I was living in Norfolk, and mm -hmm. I was working at the shipyard, so I go from there, spend some time on the West Coast, uh, months at a time or so in, in Japan. And I was here again. And then I went to Miami after that. And I was in Miami for four years before I came back to New York. And where did you start your acting? I started in Miami. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, Virginia's I, I used to, I joke, Virginia's a good place if you like if you like having the space to you, you like the ability to breathe. Mm. But it's not always the best link in terms of getting to getting into different markets or different um, different hobbies. So I knew that I couldn't stay in Norfolk for much longer. I liked the uh, I liked a couple of the the underground scene, you know, homegirls and playing the guitar, with mm -hmm. some open mics and that kind of a deal. But I couldn't get more done. 
So I went, I was like, okay, let me go to Miami. It's, I hate being cold. That's dope. And I started down there and I got laid off. Let me see. Got hired in January. I moved into my place in April. And I got laid off in November. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From what type? You were doing engineering or what? Yeah, I was okay. a marine engineering. Mm. Smart man. Yeah. I like to do it. Were you good engineer? I was like, I was okay. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that great, but it was enough to stay employed. And um, so I you started, had that drastic change, that abrupt skirt in your life path. Yeah. Well, I knew um, when I was working in Virginia, I knew that I would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning for work, and I was still inside of my bed for like a good five ten minutes, and be like I can't do this shit for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had to do something about it. And before then, I play, I write, I do a whole bunch of other stuff. And so I figured I'd try to take my try my hand at uh, at reconnecting with something artistic. Yeah. I moved to Miami, and then <laughs> I actually got into acting because the dude who was training me got laid off. Half of the office was already laid off. That was a bad sign, by the way. Yeah. You've never been laid off. You're like before. I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was. It, I told people like, if you've never been laid off before in your life, you should, it's like it's like having your heart broken. You should do it at least once. Like you will appreciate. You <laughs> will look at things moment. way yeah. differently. Like afterwards, it's like work is work. It's a job. You can love the people you work with. You can love the job, but it's not you and it's business. Always. So you started in Miami. Yeah. What's your first acting opportunity, or how did you really say that this is what I want to do? Um, you know what? I actually hadn't made that decision until probably within the last year or two. Mm -hmm. Although I've been involved in film since like summer 2013, but really more majorly um, beginning of 2014. I got laid off in November. I had a little bit of time and I was just like, let me try to see how this is going. Um, and my technically my first thing I've ever done was at my office. The guy who was training me got laid off. Like right next to me, mm -hmm. so then I was just like, "What the hell am the I?" Trainer doing? gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's a sign. Like yo, we're training nobody else. So like, many signs. I, yo, yo, I got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I was like, I knew that I needed to do something. I was feeling it more, but I didn't know what to do. I went to the bar around the corner for me, and it was a forty-eight hour film festival meet and greet. Ooh. I put a sticker on and said, "Actor." Yeah, just randomly <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh wow! That's literally how I got how it started. This, wow. this I think, it was, was a YouTube video. Yes. I still feel kind of embarrassed about it. But, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yo, you went out on the edge. <laughs> like how much how how much nerves did you have when you did that? It seemed it seemed no low stakes because I'm already trapped at a job that was probably gonna lay me off sooner or later anyway. Maybe you got well. to lose. What was it? Um, you don't ask. You have the same odds of never trying. So. Right. But did you act before, or like you were just like? I only realized <laughs> within the past few years that actually I did like one or two plays. I did one at Virginia Tech. I completely forgot. Oh, I did not know. The African Student Association did um, did like an African umbrella. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you have footage. I I don't, but I'm sure there's Cinderella. I'm sure there's some Nigerian guts. <laughs> like yeah, definitely. It's on the idea book. <laughs> I mean, that's that's roughly um, coming to America, though, ain't it? Well, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, it's yes, not yes. not exactly, but with the yes. jokes. Well, that's definitely um, a theme of, I think, creatives in general is like having this abrupt shift in your, I don't know, life work or what you're what you think that you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Both uh, mindset and myself left corporate jobs and then very abruptly and just started doing what we want to do so i got questions for you yeah what you want? <laughs> <laughs> even with that like i like i got 
kicked out of corporate America. Mm-hmm. I had, I think I overstayed my welcome. Yeah. Like, and, mm-hmm. that, and that's how, it, when it's that abrupt, when it's that skirt, like, it's like, okay, like, you're not hearing me, but I'm going to force you out. Yeah. 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 I picked up a job to help pay some bills last year. I got, um, I got lifted in. And uh, the last the last time I went on out on assignment for him, it, it didn't end too well. And I, I suspect that's why I'm uh, laid off again. Mm. Right now? Yeah. Oh. That, that lasted from... Look around. I right. Can tell You're creative. You, like, you see all that you... When, when would you have had time to create <laughs> these things? That's, you know? That was actually... Oh, my gosh. Yo, okay, so... I want to throw out some some advice for people starting out. This is why I tell everybody who's doing acting right now or anybody else doing anything. First off, do your best to try to get rid of all your debt before you follow your whatever thing you want to try to follow, whatever you're trying to do. Because trying to pay bills at the same time is stupid tough. Oh my gosh. It's mad distracting. And that was a, that was a huge thing for me. The first time I got laid off was okay. It, it was kind of like a choice was made for me and I tried doing my best to make it. But then I got a little older and I realized that like I had to make the choice for myself. And mm. even with that job, it was I didn't want to take it and I basically got hit. You know how luck is when you when you start following your own path. Luck tends to do some stuff. The universe will move and do weird things. You don't piss it off too much. Or if it wants to tell you to go in a certain direction, it'll make your ass. Yeah. Yeah. And That's alignment. Like it's you're shifting into where you're mm-hmm. supposed to be. I got hit with a six piece combo of like <laughs> what? Eight different things that were unlikely to happen all within the space of a week and a half. And now, and at the same time, through all that, it was just like, by the way, there's a job that you can stay at home and we'll ship you overseas and you're doing that. And I was just like, sure. Why so not? what was that? That was, um, I was working on uh, tankers, like, uh, in Poland mm. a couple times last year. Mm. So you, you mentioned um, being brought up with a military thing, so you do live this very transient life. That's really amazing. I, 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 you know what? I, I, it's hard to tell the difference between the choices that we make and the choices that are made for us. Well, I true. swear. Yeah, yeah that's and, very true. And even with you, when, like when you're talking about like being able to face those tough times and those things where life hits you with stuff, I wanted to, I just wanted to jump back to that. Like you showed that you the things that you were taught from your parents or your, your I call them superpowers mm-hmm. how what what did you learn about yourself in those moments that you because you obviously you made it on the outside of that you're not homeless you that you definitely are creative you're getting your c-lister <laughs> <laughs> you said like yeah see me on the investigative discovery in a couple months and, like, oh, I get murdered yeah, yeah, it's all good got friends you back that's like, really cool welcome back yes yes um, I'll tell you what, I learned, I learned, I definitely did learn about myself, but I learned more about how I viewed the world and, and what was going on more than that. I started to think that life is like, um, it's like a song, like your whole life is a, is a song, but it's played ridiculously slow. So when you're younger, it sounds just like random shit, just things going, you can't quite figure out what's going on. You get a little bit older and then you start to like hear a few notes, you're like, okay, like there's... Uh-huh. Okay, but it still sounds jumbled. You get a little older again, and you start to hear in parts of the melody, and you're like, "There's, there's like, there's something to this. Like, there's a, there's a structure." You're singing. But for real, yeah. like, 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 shout out to Nye and his, yes. his chemistry in regards to understand harmonics and sounds, mm-hmm. and like understanding yourself when you start hearing oh, those man. part of yourself once you start 
like when we were taken out of or abruptly removed from corporate America, mm -hmm. we were shown that we had gifts and talents that need to be shared. And I was given 40 to 60 hours, if not 70 hours a week oh. to jobs because I have children yes. and I have bills and I have yeah. responsibilities. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. that's a lot yeah. of time. It is time. Yeah. That's, that was, that that's was the link. <laughs> that, yes. that was that's the link. That's the link. And I, the, the the joke I have about the about the melody is that I, my my joke is that if you live long enough, you might be able to hear the whole thing. But chances are, you die before you you hear the whole thing. So it's it's kind of a, you're part of a yes, part of a beautiful that. thing that you never you quite it. always necessarily get to yeah, hear all. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's but like the that. thing it is, is that it is <laughs> it sounds random, but there's a way through it. And it's crazy if you go back and you look at like Nikki Giovanni, shout out to mm -hmm. Hokies, yeah. or like James Baldwin or, um, or, or Malcolm X, you go to any like historical figure who's gone through something, they'll basically tell you like there's something to this and it gets funky at times, it gets stressful as hell at times. But if there's anything that you learn is that, you know, after your worst day, there's a day after that. Yes. So yes. you'll figure out a way. Like, 100% track record, <laughs> right? For surviving bad days. You're still here. The only time, the only time you can't do something is when you can't breathe anymore. But I mean, even then, you can still change things afterwards. Yes. Just do your best. You'll find, you'll, you'll find a way. Right. It doesn't work out the way that we always want it to. <coughs> I mean, I'm, that's you talking about like you were working, you had bills to pay, and family. That's that's tough. It's a lot. That's yeah. tough. It is a lot. And there are a lot of things in life that we that happens to us that we can't necessarily control. But trying to be able to to sing your song and make your noise, make your music the way that you can while doing all of that is really what makes an artist an artist. Big yes. facts, big yes. facts. I, that's one of the things I've learned. Yes. Everybody's got some art in them. Like yeah. never, never discount right. that. But it's a certain type of person who goes, no, I can do this. So how did you end up here now? You're in New York. Um I didn't want to go to Atlanta. Oh, those were the options. <laughs> New York, Atlanta, LA, LA, yeah. What yeah. the other options? Mostly those three that you just mentioned. And um, why not Atlanta? Okay, basically, this is the more shallow part. I haven't been in New York in a minute. I have family up here. I haven't been in New York in like four years. I, throughout my entire life, I've come through New York probably at least once every year. There's some way, shape, or form. And then when I was in Miami, I basically hadn't gone to New York. I hadn't been up there in a minute. I know it's a, there's a good theater scene. There's lots of actors, good training over there. So I can get in there. Plus, I know New York. I don't know New York, but then when I got up here and realized there's so many transplants, I was like, oh, apparently I do know New York. Mm -hmm. Way better than all of y'all who say you're from New York. So, mm -hmm. surprise. It was either that or go to L.A. And I wasn't, I, I miss mountains, I miss the warm weather. But for some reason, I got, felt like I needed to come here first. Mm -hmm. First, so you do plan on going there. Yeah, but okay. I know me and I, it's probably, it's not going to be for like another couple of years. So. Okay. Right now, you got some stuff to build here first, create here. I feel like this is Tons. like I'm, I'm here, I need to be here. I You're mean, definitely I'm, I'm here doing for, it. For <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying That's so hard. That's beautiful. <laughs> what happened with y'all? I really want to know who the heck you guys are. I mean, I know everybody out there already knows, but like, I haven't met you. What's going on? Hey. Even me, we have different names now. Yeah, yeah, I had to like, that's why I couldn't find you on my phone and anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, please, guys, like, give me a little quick something. I want to make sure. Sure. Well, I'll, even, I'll say even just how we came to be up here. The three of us met, I think, I know you and I met in November. It's probably December that the three of us, like, came together and mm -hmm. met. And since then, we've, <laughs> we've just been doing amazing creative artistic musical things so yeah. so Cree had a um 
She had a, a Thanksgiving. 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 Thanks. Oh, thanks. So infused <laughs> four twenty friendly. Yeah, and I'm always four twenty friendly. Like so, I, I actually was a fan of her poetry on IG, and I saw that she was promoting for her Thanksgiving, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I do I do spoken word. I'm an entertainer. That's my field. I'm, I'm actually I'm a prophet. Like I'm a messenger. I'm on my mission. It's one of the few people that actually know that they're in their purpose. Me doing all of that. I have six children. So like living in what I'm doing now, writing the books and being on people's shows, this TV right now, mm-hmm. we're broadcasting to over a hundred countries right now. So when you understand that and what we're going into, we were talking about Facebook jail and copyright issues. So it's just like, so understanding that I connected with her and Cree is that definitely, she had us on her podcast. It's just um, been alignment. It's alignment and then being able to go into, find out she's on tour and we're on tour. And yeah. that's what brought us here to Jersey together. And yes. we're just capturing and documenting. Oh, yeah, wow. so we've been, um, we started this tour. Uh, last month I went to Pittsburgh. Uh, I have a company called 11th Hour, which is a management firm for creatives. So creatives of any medium. I work with comedians, actors, musicians, Word. producers, whatever. Okay. Um, basically just trying to get everybody exposure for their crafts, do dope creative events. Connection is, is a big thing. I just love connection. So um, planned out a couple different cities across the country and then next year taking it abroad. But um, just trying to capture every area that we go to. So it's capturing uh, newer, capturing the music scene, capturing everything. So we got up here Wednesday. Uh, we've been performing. Mm-hmm. Newark has shown mad, mad love. love. Mad, mad love. love. Shout it's out it's been beautiful. I, 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 I hear good things. I mean, I hear lots of things, but I, <laughs> I hear everything is good and bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Whitney Houston. We were just talking about Whitney Houston earlier. Synchronicity. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like if you talk about Brick City and you don't mention, <laughs> like, that's just like a, a missed shot for, like, no reason. I did, not, that's, I did not know Wait. that's where she's from. I didn't know she was from. I'm I from know, he's from, I was I lose my Brick City card. That's probably like, why that girl so was talking about her. No, that's exactly why. Sense actually, now. Like, One of the poetry things we went to, the poet hosting it, um, her name is Jasmine Rance, and she right. did a poem on. Um, I guess how they're doing a concert with Whitney Houston and using the technology of it to Oh, like, do yeah. like the, the, the hologram yeah, production yeah, type yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about that this morning. I won't lie, that's she's she actually still is my favorite modern right. vocalist. Like the way that she controlled her voice. Oh was my god, ridiculous. It was sick. It was sick. Really and we were talking about so the, the poet kind of had different perspectives on it and was kind of looking at it like it was an exploitation type of thing. But um this morning uh my guys were talking about how the world needs to hear what influence <laughs> like these the people yeah. the young people today. Like imagine what that's gonna do for the new music being creative because I know that there are people who don't know who Whitney Houston is right now. You know, like the young generation right now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think I think she probably lost some of the the luster because, well, one more more us than others. But I think part of the part of the how it how it ended, it had a taste at a time where there was less understanding and less uh, less empathy for people with addictions. Mm-hmm. And so, like, compared to now, right, right you know, oh right, my gosh, right. you're on heroin, I'm sorry, we can get you some help instead of throwing them in the back of a jail or, you know, stop them. So, yeah. not, even just a, not even just or addiction, slander. like, yeah. not even just addictions, addiction, mental trauma, health. mental health. Yeah. So it's like, all that, uh, like, a lot of our great, 
influencers had those issues and like they let it, which led to addictions, which led to like that's how they were able to mm-hmm. cope. So like, yo, oh, oh, that just reminded me. Um, this one I didn't know. Um, Billie Holiday was actually being stalked by the FBI, and uh, they actually had like a, a black girl agent working with her, like to befriend her and get close to her while they were trying to do it. That's why she ended up like she ended up using more drugs and drinking more. Wait, why did they do that? Um, strange fruit. Strange oh. fruit. Strange fruit in 19, however the heck, early yeah, on. It was you can't time. have black people talking about lynching. It was too. With all these god yeah. good, Powerful. good folk out there. You know, oh, nah, nah, you couldn't. Yeah, you you were, rock yeah. souls is stirring the pot, rocking about the same thing that everybody always says. Mm-hmm. If your that life is peaceful, good. you don't want to be told anything. It's basically right. what it always boils down to. It's sad. Yeah. But it's believable. That's why it's like, it is. It's scary what they'll go through. There's a whole story on it, and I actually didn't even finish reading the whole thing. I, I was reading what the FBI was doing, and then I was reading who the, the that weird relationship that she had with, like, I think it was like a black FBI agent who was, um, who was dying her out. And then that was a whole complicated relationship or something to that effect. Sorry if I'm if I'm ballparking it wrong because I hadn't read it in a minute and I wanted to go back to it. Love music. It's crazy what the, what the industry is. And this is Women's History Month. Like, Woo! Yes, my mom just told me that. Ooh, that was yeah. It was. Yes. Alright, so that's my transition from Black History to Women's History. Yes. Same damn time. I told you for like your artwork, I, that's the first thing I noticed is that the, like you got men up here but the, the emphasis on the emotions that you put into the women, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see the textures differently. Yeah, like, yo. yeah. So it's like, your breaststroke changes when so, it's painting her or... Uh, yeah, and, one, <laughs> and this is the thing, like, and, and I share that because my, when I started, I, I emceed the Kwanzaa Festival uh, a couple years ago and I learned about our, uh, our Yoruba and African ancestors that are attached to our melanin. Mm-hmm. Like, and I started, oh, yeah. So like just tapping into that is like and, and working with a vocal person or art, artistic coach, it allows me to articulate them and present them in a dope manner. And you know, on that note, that reminds me of a technique that I think at this point everybody, more, more people definitely know this, if not everybody at this point. Um, one of the reasons that Kanye West's music tends to tends to translate well and, and is felt by everybody is he has a very very artistic and very clever use of vocals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for like a hot minute, like he makes songs with him. people don't even know some of his music. Like, <laughs> he'll he'll do that and then like just keep like mixing it up. That he's a he's brilliant. The man uses anything. Yeah, we he'll take a sound like a, a a paper like ball. He's like ooh and do it in the mic. And then loop it, and then add keyboard like, <laughs> and then you're like, yo, oh, he really just does that from his gum wrapper. <laughs> a good, a good um, engineer is amazing, man. Oh, yes. it's scary. They're music, they're magicians. Yes. Gucci Mane did something. He took like a barrel and took like a, like a spade and put it in there to make a sound of like a, a digging a grave. And okay. then like, like to, mm-hmm. and then like that. Um, <laughs> nuts. JD uh, Dilla is one of my favorite beat makers. He like I, I use him before I need to do like an audition or something like that. He, like his beats oh. like mellow me out. Mm-hmm. And that dude like I'm listening to one track. I'm like he's yeah no he definitely sampled the turn signal. So so to take it back further like I I love Bohemian Rhapsody and Freddie Mercury. I studied like great <laughs> yeah. I studied great performers and like. 
they went in as queen. Queen went in as uh, far as sampling. It's and the like subtle the things in the music that that really drive people crazy. Like you know, oh man, here's the thing. Yo, um, art, art, and any kind of aesthetic in general, you can notice the first seventy or eighty percent, maybe for most people, unless you're unless you're somebody in tune to details like artists are. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the last 10, 20, 30 percent, it's increasingly invisible to a lot of people, but they know when it's not right and when it's not there. Right. So like, the example I had was I used to live like a little, a little house in Virginia and I clean up everything and I have friends over because I like, you know, bring people together dancing and getting drunk at the time. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I could smoke at the time also. <laughs> but I'll clean up everything and be like, man, your house ain't looking that clean. I'm like, what do you mean? And then, you know, you get a little old, you start to pay a little bit more attention to details. Yes. And then I just got to the point, I was like, all right, I've been here in a while, let me paint the baseboards, because they were they're old, paint them white. Came in and said, I'm like, oh, your house is clean. I was like, all right. You change a light fixture or something like that, they don't notice you change it, but like, oh, your house is, they'll say, like, yeah. hey, your house is clean, or it looks nice and it looks bright. They'll describe all these other things that are the final collection of all of right. what these things are, but they won't necessarily be able to point it out. But when it's missing, people will notice it's not there. Yeah. Same thing in music, same wow. thing in movies, in any kind of a medium. When the details are there, you notice and appreciate it, even if you can't always uh, directly point to it. And that's why people push people to like stay in their lane, like because you might like you might not think people are noticing it, but the difference is like evident when it's missing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That bugs me. I love I love listening to instrumentals, and uh, I'll like artists that actually that give a damn won't just give like a simple loop and repeat for something. They'll yeah. put little things in there. Um, uh, that, like I was, I was talking about that with my mom. Is no water like, drops? Like my mom, like listened to all types of music, which gave me. I, I, my, my dad actually makes music, but he was locked up for quite some time. Got to see him the other day. We were just sitting back talking about music. He's a writer mm. and he's an engineer and all of that. But like I listen to all types of, and I listen for the different instruments. Listening to live music. Oh my gosh. I was just, yo. (laughs) A live band, a live music is, there is, you know, honestly, I don't even really care what the band is. Most Mm -hmm. of the time, what the genre is. Like, just, it's it's different. It always is different. Always is different. Mm -hmm. It's it's resonating with our blood, our DNA. I was going to say, you probably like literally feel the vibrations of like the chords and like every instrument and everything is like flowing through you. Definitely. It's something you can feel. And that brings back to what you're talking about um, with the, the like, tribalism and African drums and all that sort of stuff. Um, we have, I think, as humans all together, no matter where you're from, we have a connection with the sound of voices and harmonies and, and just even being able to sing together. Mm-hmm. Before music industry came what it is now with recording instruments, people would play songs that everybody knew so everybody can sing along at the same time or at yeah. least could recognize them that they did. They call sing along. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Billie Holiday didn't make Strange Fruit, but she definitely popularized the heck out of it. There you go. And, you know, she influenced it. Definitely. She, she put her sauce on it. Mm-hmm. And it's if you listen to, what was it, um, like Moana, when it came out, that was another example. They were talking about how they made it. One of the first people who went to the Polynesian Islands, they were like, they went over there and it was like, oh my God, if anything I could bring back, it would be the, the sound of the chorus. It's so beautiful. Mm. They would, and if you listen to the like the way that people harmonize and, or any kind of um, Polynesian type music, like it's, 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 it's deep. Like it hits me. Yeah. I'm like, I, I know what that is. I can hear it in it. And you hear like yeah. African kids or, or like it's the very yeah, I mean, the way anybody vocalizes, you, yes. you feel it. That, 
a nice beat, some drums, oof, you got it's a wrap. <laughs> I remember watching this documentary, I don't remember who the guy was, but he was traveling the world collecting sounds. So, like, he would go to different places and capture, like, children laughing or, like, monks singing or, like, turn signals, like you said, or, you know, just different things and capture all of that. And he was also homeless and living in a van. He ended up coming to New York and he ended up writing for Beyonce. Hey. <laughs> yeah, from, like, he was in his van. He was just in the right place Southern at the right time. <laughs> yes. Yes, like talk about major opportunity. And then he was like, well, I also have all these sounds and these beats. So from that, he was able to get different connections. And now he's a major producer. Man, I will say this. Um, one of the things, and one of the rumors mentioned that I was stressed, it's it's hard to, to put life in context. And y'all, because y'all told me to, to make sure I say it again. Uh, my motto this year is, it's not my job to know the future. It's my job to put the odds in my favor. Yeah. Yes. And it's because I, I love that shit. I, I'm used to I'm used to trying to to, con, to control and be able to predict. And then it got to the point where I just it became nearly impossible, and I was becoming too stressed because I didn't know what was going on. But the realization is, if you're going somewhere that nobody has been before, or at least you haven't been before, because your every story is different, every path is unique. Mm -hmm. If you're going somewhere you haven't been before. You can't know what the future is. It's impossible. No. It doesn't exist yet. Well, we see that's another thing we were just talking about uncertainty. So mindset does. Um, I guess we all do uh, dabble in the spiritual realm, but he does tarot readings. And for this trip, we had pulled a couple of cards yesterday, and one of them was talking about um, life being a journey of uncertainty and how you have to. Yeah. So, but also, I was talking about, I believe, yeah. trusting the spirit. Like, trusting, again, it's just that purpose and what you're supposed to be doing. I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that hard. Mm -hmm. uh, because of my background, because I'm first-generation American, because my parents aren't great Americans by the time mm -hmm. I was born, like, I had to learn how to be American for them, you know, to a certain degree. <laughs> right. I had an accent. When I tried to hide my accent, I sounded like I was English. I lived in Italy. Like, mm -hmm. I basically just kept getting curveballs curve left and right. Mm -hmm. And it became very hard for me to to know where I settled in. Plus, honestly, just by who I am as a character, like I'm quirky. Yeah. It took so much time just being used to, for example, I was used to, to black people here in New York. I'm used to, very used to Caribbean people. I didn't mm -hmm. think twice about it. Vincentian accents, I can barely hear. Yeah. Um, when I would move to other places, to different cultures, even the black people from different states, it would throw me off. I'm used to being around white and code switching all the time. And the hardest thing for me to do was to understand what it meant to trust myself. Right. To, that energy that you have, it can manifest in a lot of ways. Your nervousness can contaminate it. And it's not to say that in its raw form it's perfect. It can it's 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 beautiful, it has its right to exist. But we can turn it and channel it into something. It's like a series of sketches versus trying to commission a painting, I guess, or like a like a grand art. Every bit of those sketches are worth something, but how they play together on a on a canvas makes a makes a work of art. Mm. And I'm looking at your art because <laughs> you literally have some that are in the sketch stage and some that's a little bit further. You started painting them and then some full ones. So, but they're all in every stage. They're still beautiful. Right. Yeah. And I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. I'm sitting here taking notes. You don't see me over here <laughs> doing <laughs> art. Yes. Like, I get yeah. creators and I like this. Create. Is what I try to create. <laughs> yeah. This you doing that was. I looked at that. I was like, me God, too. that's what I must look like in high school. Shit. <laughs> 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 you know, I said you know, I said this, and I'm not even judging because. My, uh, my, my, I have another actor that, I, that came up here from, 
from Miami also, and his roommate uh, is doing comics now. And he went to his other roommate's play, and we were all sitting there in the audience. He's sitting with his big-ass notepad, just like sketching the fuck out of this one thing. And then it's like his last character on his set. He's ready to go do his comic now. But he's, he brought it with him, and people were like, you know, like, what, you think it was weird? I was just like, no, actually, I'm starting to realize how much more normal it is. And like, I just mm-hmm. took it for granted. Like, I used to sit there drawing. No joke, my brother made fun of me to this day. What the hell? In December, about how I would bring something with me just in case. Right. I mean, there's a time and place for everything. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, my, this makes sense. Right. My yeah. time and place is wherever, wherever I feel like it. Feel, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, the, the pain. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Right. And when you're talking about going through that and like trusting yourself, yeah. I wholeheartedly trust me. And I wholeheartedly trust the people that are around me trust themselves enough to trust whatever I share with them. It's like, yeah. girl, that, it, like, because I'm, we went to North, and North is not a nice place. We wasn't in that too. We was in the hood. So but, but like, we're literally the first night when we're at the place we're performing, like a fight almost breaks out, yeah. and it's like everything almost got shut down. There's like a crazy yeah. energy, but they were really rocking with us, like really. Yeah, I heard about. I know, I know, I heard about. I heard about Jersey. So like, so but so in the midst of that, like I have to be me in this land. Like, I'm a business owner. I'm a professional. I told you, and this, I'm a prophet. Not many people say they they introduce it, but it like most prophets won't well, say it. I'm sharing it because you don't know it when you're in the presence of it. So it's like if I, if I if I, and this is the thing. I'm also an influencer. We talk about Whitney and like this is how I just want to influence my children. So yeah. it's like I I stop trying to please everyone else and I'm pleasing the people that matters most. And my children are into art. So when I'm around other artists, like I'm like I'm learning. This is all learning. Yeah, I it's if you ain't. If you ain't learning, and there's nothing on this planet that doesn't grow that is that's that's still alive. Like yeah, you gotta be yeah. if you're alive, you grow. If you're not growing, chances are you ain't alive. I don't know anything that is alive that doesn't grow in some kind of shape, way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to how we met. Like this is like our first collaborative big project out together with us. Like I have several different networks and silos that I created projects with. I just I stay busy doing the shit that I enjoy doing and watching this come together like it's necessary people have to be able to communicate to even know how to do the next project correct yeah that's and that's one of the things i love about my shooter and my singer and i, I i'm learning to love that about you as well yeah. you're very straightforward as fuck can i say fuck yeah no you can't yeah, right? i have a, like uh, there's a poet audrey lord which is i'm deliberate and afraid of nothing like you have the same way that we we're talking yesterday about nine now just unapologetically who you are like i feel like that's how that's how you have to navigate this world is being very direct like letting people know who you are what you want don't give them any time to think that you don't like just you have to especially especially i would say being a woman too. so what i'm hearing is that you're both caribbean and new yorkish my first wife is from barbados like yeah yeah the lady i lost my virginity to is from guyana so like yo i'm here i love i love this northeast yeah i'll tell you what it was it was it was awkward remember when i was stationed in uh when we were stationed in virginia i was a kid like my cousins would come down from like crown over here crown heights brooklyn middle 80s 90s 
that come to Virginia, they understand why people are looking at them and smiling. They're like, I understand what's going on. What you doing over here? Like, nah, like, they're mad. Like, why are you talking to me right now? What's good? Like, nah. Yes. Like, nah. When I moved to Florida, people were like, you're too friendly. Like, why are you smiling? Like, why are you so nice? I would go through work and I'd be like, good morning, good morning. And nobody would say that. They would just look at me and I'm just like, all right. Like, I'm sorry, where did you work? Yeah. You don't have to put in, Tam- there, in Tampa. I'm still in Tampa. What kind of work was it? Uh, juvenile facility place. Mm. So I mean, I understand it is more stern, but dang, nah, I mean, I'm not. Nah. I ain't locked up. Plus, it's Florida. It's it is Florida. Yeah. I mean, there are some places that are very different the way that people interact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. right. it is across the board. It, it is. Though. Like, should be generic. I it should be, and good job, morning should be as well. Uh, race, gender. That's a Caribbean thing. If you do not say good morning to your parents when you like, wake up, like I had to go back to my room and try it again. Sometimes I would like take my time because I'd be mad. <laughs> and then I come back and be like, good morning. That <laughs> totally your parents think, what were you doing? Why did you think you were about to come back from wherever you just was at? And not and not me. Like, yeah, we made it back. That's why, no, I get big mad. Like, people don't greet me when they come in the room now. Yeah, but like, this, is the, this, is, this is the level up that our parents, they, mm-hmm. they dropped the ball. Like, in, in the midst of not being attached to whether or not we say it back to them. Yeah. They should be able to initiate and then, like, if we say it back, we say it back because we have that reverence and we understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. So like, but they the, wouldn't even say it no, at all. They no, wait for me. It's um that one is that one. The, here's the, 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 that's a, that's a cultural difference right there, and this is the it's the beauty of what cultural. I mean by it. So there are things that's done in America that we don't do in the Caribbean that have that like I wish that my parents knew and did. And there's stuff that we do in the Caribbean, and it's there's advantages. It's such a it's it's and such a dichotomy yeah. because the, both of us. That's actually how we met. So at Virginia Tech, we both joined the Caribbean Student Club. There you go. Like so and, uh, yeah, but no, so our is your mom the one from Saint Vincent? Yes. Yeah, both of our mothers are from a very small island called Saint Vincent. A lot of people don't even know. Hundred thousand people. Are yeah, us, yeah, but our moms are from the same place. And then you said so your dad's from Trinidad, and my dad's from Guyana. But both yeah, being yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah, and then both of our parents met in Brooklyn like yeah, they came yeah. here for education for the American dream and then met in Brooklyn but so but they, they, they course, by the way <laughs> the, well, the American dream because we also just as you talked about Billie Holiday people try to censor your dream like people try to not have you go for what you want they try to have you work that 9 to 5 and do all that bullshit but um <laughs> but yeah so both of our parents being immigrants and us being first generation there is a difference. It, it's hard kind of navigating like black American, Caribbean American and like mm-hmm. it's it's hard. I, I put it like this to for the for the Americans. I'm like, first of all, there's this narrative there's this narrative in general that we're all the same. And it's great that we can all get along together. We try our best, but we aren't. And some people are like, well, what's the difference between Caribbean American? We're all we're all black. I'm like, yes, don't get me wrong. Like, if a police officer pulls me over, I promise you, I will be black. You can't tell a Brooklynite that Brooklyn and the Bronx are the same. You sure as hell can't tell a New Yorker that that Mobile, Alabama, and NYC are the same motherfucker no, too. That's a whole fight breaking out. Now, can they bond together about how they both get thrown up against a car, a hood of a car? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 But the it's, geographical individual differences It's kind of like how Virginia Tech, um, the Caribbean islands are so, you know, there's so many different cultures and ways to do things, but if you're in a small enough population and you need to hang out together or you get put together, then you, you interact in that way. Squad. The Caribbean, 
there's a very there's definitely there's a there's a hierarchical hierarchical order between family members, and it tends to be kind of um, a little patriarchal. Uh, it's a little? No, no, it's definitely. Uh, <laughs> a but mm-hmm. I meant to say, uh, but more if anything else, authoritative. Yes. And it's just yes, usually yes, yes. it's it's patriarchal, and, but it's definitely authoritative. So and like you have to 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 follow that. So it's us who initiates good morning. No, 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 I understand that. And and well, my, my my devil's advocate in this because like I, I I'm a father of six children. Like I respect my children, I reverence them, I appreciate them, I, I love them for what they are because they came to teach me shit and I'm here to teach them shit. Mm-hmm. Like and I watched how my parents dropped the ball on doing me right. My brother and I literally sat back at his restaurant. He was like, yo, my brother like so my father uh, had a whole family and my mom was like the other chick. So like American stories, we have a whole different yeah. hierarchy of situationships that we go through. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have six children by five different women mm-hmm. and I have my seven on the way. So it's like we have our own shit we have to overcome. So me and my brother talking, we lived in the same neighborhood and never knew each other. <laughs> so like and until we, we knew of each other, but like we probably could have crossed each other and I would have never knew. Right. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did walk but, right past him. Yeah. <laughs> and this car behind him waiting to get right, to the car. Right, right. That's crazy. So, like, crazy. and my sister, like, because my brother, I had an older brother who was who was murdered. Um, but, like, one, my young, my, my my second older brother, he's, like, 11 months older than me. And then my dad wasn't playing. He, he's 11 months older than me. Then I'm 11 months older than my sister. So, it's like, we Man. were definitely in school together. So, oh, yeah. And, and living on the same street? Living yes. on the same show, like... When, we, when I'm sitting in front of my brother, like he's like, yo, I blame our parents. Like they was fucked up. <laughs> like, yo, like, I'm like, bro, we could forgive them, bro. He's like, nah, fuck that. Like, yo, yo, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's a, it's a process. Some people go through different avenues. If if and he, he ain't, it ain't like he wrong. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm, I, I can't. But like you said, there's different ways to to approach it. There's different unique situations. You ain't wrong either. Like I, right, you're definitely right. But yeah. I can't tell him he's wrong. No, I'm not he's telling wrong. him he's wrong. Uh, and there was no, there was no me telling him he's wrong. <laughs> Just like I know there's no you telling the hierarchy. So like yeah. I, what I did tell him is that I'm coming to piece us together, and we're here to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Like I did have a, a grown man conversation with him. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah, let yeah. him know what my title is. In the kingdom, and like, I don't give a fuck how big you are and how old you are. What you say, Lord? Because mindset's brother owns it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had to wait for him to come out. And I'm like trying to ima- not imagine, but like I'm expecting him to look like you, like his frame, everything. So this huge, like tall, buff man comes out, like he's just walking out the gym or something. All I saw was muscles. No, literally, <laughs> bro, like through the door. I threw the big black dude. <laughs> right? I thought he was the bouncer. That he was the bouncer. <laughs> but that was beautiful that but y'all were wild. able to reconnect. So again, it's everything's been just like we such. Bro, that was yes, like, that yes. Was I know. No, he's super dope. No, no, no. Like I said, the food is delicious. It wasn't shade. No shade. It's all love. It's all love. You got that sauce. You got. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure that he does. I will. I'll throw this one on the on the back end um, for things that I 
I've definitely learned and had I've had to grow a lot in my 30s. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. 32 is rough. And since then, I've been crawling back since since then, man. Yo. Welcome, right? Yo, I'm I'm 35 now. I'm just like it was when I just before I turned 35. I was just like, oh my, like you start to really have time and perspective. The getting some perspective, I should say. I look back at my 20s and I was just like, oh man, I was so dumb. <laughs> Until last week, I was still so dumb. <laughs> but I'll say this: one of the biggest growths in the last couple, like the last most recently, was um knowing knowing when to do better for myself and to expect better out of myself. I can't, you're talking about the whole thing about loving yourself, I'm still learning how to do it better even though I can't say that, like, I, I don't love, I know how to give, I know how to give love, I know how to show love. Mm -hmm. But one, for example, one, one minimum was don't, if you, you can't treat somebody that you love better than you would treat yourself because what that means is that you value yourself less. And I'm not saying that it's inherently mm -hmm. wrong, that, that it's inherently wrong to, to, to value other people more necessarily, but if you love yourself, you gotta that's 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 huge. The other part is I realize that if you want to if you if you're for example you're thinking a little alone, you wanna do something for somebody else and you're thinking about that, you definitely should be able to do that for yourself too. Yes. Having a set of standards for this this one I definitely worked my ass off the last couple of years to solve. Having a set of standards for how I want to live, how I want to treat myself mm -hmm. was huge area of growth. Because I knew how I would want somebody else to treat. Yeah. I was like, if I'm, if I'm really, I, I was in the point where like I'm gonna, I was like, I, I can't take somebody in a relationship. I can't treat them the way that I want to treat them. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, what does that say about me treating myself? So I was like, all right, I start picking all these little details, like make sure I take care of myself a little bit better, make mm -hmm. sure um, I take care of where I'm sleeping, how Thank I'm eating, yes, <laughs> all all of those things, yeah. all of those things. And, and then not only that, but making sure that the standards that I set, like I'm, I can be proud of myself if I'm. I found out I cannot go any farther if I'm not proud of myself. That's just step one. That's big. Yeah. Like, yo, self-pride self is so good, good, man. Like, I love, like, that's I the key. Love. Like, I said, <laughs> I love myself. I said my C-E-L-L. PH for the balance. Like, like <laughs> my cells, my DNA, like, yeah. like accepting who you are. And I'm glad that you said that because it leads us into this car. Like, this car was in my pocket for like the past three days. Like, and it's the eight infinity. Yes, point. yes, lit. And and everything is about symbolisms. People mm -hmm. go deep into spiritualism and, and they look at this and be like, oh my God, this is something crazy. You, every one of your paintings give off a different message. Yeah. And when you when you understand that, it's, and when you can start to put together the puzzles, Nine said something that big. When he was teaching me about like, cause I'm stubborn, bro. Like I am so stubborn. Like, yo, bro, I'm one of the stubbornest people there is, but you would never know because I've learned in business, I've learned to to give what, like you said, give what you want to get in return. So that's that's the only time I come off my stubbornness. But in the midst of this, he was like, um, oh, what, "What you were saying when uh, when we were when we was oh when I was singing and I was like, bro, I just come off the cuff and I just go flow." And he's like, "Nah, like we're here so that you you have something that I hear inside of you. So if you work this a little bit and love it, like it's gonna love you back." And I did that. Yes. I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I, like I found something." So it's like. I'm rewriting my story through creative avenues and I want to share this because it's synchronized with everything that we're doing. We're loving these moments. Like I don't I don't know if you know how awesome you made us feel by all these creatives being able to come in such a dope creative space. It's just a hospitality. Right. Like, uh, that part's just because I'm Caribbean. They talk about how I'm a good entertainer too. Bro, like, it's yeah, so especially, yeah, with his 
In case anybody out there don't notice, Vincentius recently were uh, voted most desirable mates in the Caribbean. And Yo, I Shout out to my mama. I, I cannot marry anybody from St. Vincent. However, <laughs> however, I will honestly say that they are like, I, I, they're like, oh, like the softest spot that I got. That mm. I, they're there. If you ever get, if you run across a Vincent, though, man, then treat them right. It's like a, it's, it's a machine, it's a slot machine. It'll, it'll give back. You give mm-hmm. them a little back and keep going. Vincentians were known to be a sweet people. And and that's what the, that goes back to the, the self love and the acceptance and like it's and it's awesome in the synchronicity like I'm glad you share what you shared about like sharing a different story because rewrite the scary stories you tell yourself create a yes. new vision of your innate beauty and love what you are all you need is love make your sacred shield from the stars and the phases of the moon and define your intent see the galaxies influence things that all of us do and define your intent be yourself be yourself a beautiful new dream created by your night flights and call in your beloved soulmate your ceremonial feathers are your wings and your elk horns are are your antennas to the ancestors who love you dearly your life is a sacred bundle made up of love and your dreams you become what you think and dream if you love all that is, you become the great mystery in all things. If you tell yourself a scary story, the world becomes a shimmer clouded from view. Rewrite what you tell yourself as a powerful new vision for your sleep at night. Release your dove of peace and let her take your fears out of sight. With new intentions, tie your sacred thoughts to the headdress of your imagined success. You have love so that you may have roses in the wintertime. Lilith Rose. Hey. <laughs> so like like for real though, like and it comes out in poetry, our ancestors talk that way and we create and express. Like she's an amazing writer. We talked about that because like she'd sit back and hear a beat in a melody and be like doo, 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 doo. and it's like in Trinity has the same thing, it's like spirit writing. Why not love your soul song? Yeah. I tell you what, man, an epiphany that happened a couple of times, the weirdest thing is I actually had the large song with a girl when I was like absolutely stoned a couple of times. I love I wish I wish that wasn't the case, but I've definitely had moments that it was it was my brain was just running too hard when I was sober. I didn't I don't I didn't have and I'm actually still working on the skills to be able to do it sober. But I definitely had a couple really hard moments where I was just like, What are you doing? Like you wasting time right now. Just like I, I was actually high also. Why are you doing this thing? Get your shit together. Like, I actually had those moments. Self to self. One yeah. of them was understanding that the fears that I had, the, 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 that, that, that sense of fear that you have running behind you, I actually learned to make peace with it. And I had to respect it because it's part of me. It's, mm-hmm. my, it's, it's part of your brain that is concerned about something. And it's trying to let you know. And trying to ignore it is basically just a, still a version of ignoring yourself. And for me, when I made peace with it, I was just like, all right, fine. I'm worried about this. My brain was like, cool, that's that's all I wanted to hear. All right, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Fears were, were, were far easier to get around once I acknowledged them. Like once I realized that the voice that you're hearing, the voice, the thing that you're running from is still just you. And it's just a different part of you. And when I made peace with it, I was like, okay, that's a, that's a concern. Apparently, I think it's valid enough to be concerned about what what, what solutions can I make to move forward from here? And I've actually made incremental progress that way. One point I was just like, I'm not making enough progress in acting. And I'm worrying about my future. I'm worrying about my standard, like how I'm living. And I was trying to run from it for like a few months at that time. So one day I just like, I was, was getting way too tense, wasn't breathing. And one day I was like, I told myself, I was like, fine, fuck it, I'm afraid. And I was like, yeah, cool, because you might be slipping. I was like, well, how do I know I'm not slipping? My brain was just like, 
Tell me what you need. Give me a plan. Let me know. Let me know what you're doing. Out and you let me know what you need to trust me on, and then I'll let you know what I need back so that I can feel confident, and then we can work from there. And since then, I approach a lot of my fears with a negotiation. What what I can put forward to to calm that part of my of my mind, satiate that part, and at the same time, what I need from it to be like you have to trust me on some of this. Because some things, like I said, you can't see the future. Exactly. That part of your brain is never going to be able to get that if that's what makes it comfortable. So I have to go like, all right, tell you what, I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to make sure I do this as professional as I can. I'm going to reach as many people at different levels. I'm going to find the the thing I need to do to get it that far. And then after that, you're just going to have to trust me. But I'm going to give you all, I'm going to give myself all the reason in the world to trust me. And that's that's my pact that I give with myself. And I'll like if I if I start if the fear starts to come back I'll have to tell myself like yo I gotta work harder or I have to address address the fear like okay it's a warning I'll do everything I can right now I'll try to make up for it and I have to stay consistent that's yo that was that was huge growth for me can you share your motto one more time your twenty twenty motto look it is not my job it is not your job it's not anybody's job to know the future unless you're a physicist it's your job to put the odds in your favor yes. You can't get the future, and it's going to be something that you never imagined. And to my understanding, when people marry somebody, it's not something that they saw coming. It's not somebody that they knew that they wanted off the bat. Everything about them, they got, they learned that they that they liked and wanted something that they didn't know because they never experienced it yet. It's not your job to know what that is. It's your job to put those odds, that bit of your happiness, the chances that you can be a happy and helpful person in your favor. Yes. That's heat. That's bars. Thank That's you. Fine. Yes. So can we end it out with the meditation? Sure, I think sure, that was sure, great. Sure. A great way to end it up. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna breathe it out real quick. Alright. Like you said, release some of that stress. You're, yeah. you're, you're a warrior, bro. Thank you for sharing what you said. So take a deep breath in. And when we like you're engineers, so you one of my favorite engineers and creators of all time is Nikolai Tesla. So uh, I thought uh, you were gonna say uh, 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 such as the Terra Squad, not Terra Squad. Raw Digger, never mind. <laughs> she was uh, <laughs> practice. She was. I think she, either she finished or she didn't, but she was. Uh, being electrical I didn't know she was electrical engineer. Message. And in the midst of that, so reverse engineer. So what we're gonna do is take a couple of deep breaths in, but when we breathe in, I need you to breathe in the colors of, of purple, gold, and platinum. And allow that to fill up your chest, and when we breathe out, that's actually a representation of what happens when I breathe. Hey, mm-hmm. there you go. So breathe that in. I try to, yeah, get the colors to align. Oh. Right. That's really what that's about. Say that again. The, um, that painting up there, which actually came out better in watercolor, is um, it's a representation of of um, of basically when you start to align and you're a little more clear and you can you can channel energy. It's not anything firm. It's just like a, a type of feeling, and I wanted to try to express it. And when this crown of energy changes its color, it has different meanings, and that's like one of the, the highest ways I can feel it. Yeah, and you're so dope for even explaining what, like, yes. like you put an algorithm and an explanation in a picture to where I walk people through visualization for more than 14 seconds, allow more thoughts of that type of feeling and vibe to come. Right. So you get that's why like going back to when you were a child and creating it opened so many different avenues and opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that's wow, what that's what, <laughs> that's what so, I was in the last. <laughs> oh yeah, I really needed it. Thanks for coming through. Hey, oh, no man. doubt. So that's like that's what when I tell people I'm a prophet. Like we, we didn't know what this interview was going to be mm-hmm. until like the moment where we started talking about the interview and mm-hmm. where it was going to happen and 
oh, this made perfect sense. And you didn't know what you were bringing here, but everything made sense. And when that happens, mm-hmm. it's like greatness happens. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. from that vibe, we're gonna breathe in. Yeah, we're gonna breathe in his crown, like, which mm-hmm. is purple, and with the gold. And like, it's so, I like that little blue in there too, bro. Mm-hmm. For the for the truth. So we're gonna breathe that in. But I want us to put our hands on our solar plex. Like people like us that create. Oh, like I said, the edge for this. <laughs> people that create, like we uh, we definitely put a lot of attachments to creating and environments and holding space for others. Um, some people don't know how to let go. So in this exercise, we're gonna remove those cords that's no longer serving us. So we're gonna take a deep breath in for four counts and we're gonna hold it for two counts and we're gonna breathe out for six counts. We're gonna do that three times. All right, deep breath in. Hold it, hold it, release. Remember on this breath in, you're breathing in the colors and allowing the colors of the purple and gold to fill up. And when you release, releasing all of the negative things, the low vibrating things, the tents that are no longer going into the next chapter. So deep breath in. Hold it. Hold it, release. And this last one, and when we breathe out, we're gonna breathe out with like a, a laughter because when you laugh as an actor, like you know that it, it um, releases a certain type of chemicals in our body as an engineer. So we're gonna take a deep breath in. We're gonna take two deep breaths in and fill up our solar plex and just laugh it out, laugh from the belly. So deep breath in, deep breath in, and laugh it out. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think I hit y'all with that. Yes. The evil laugh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's what's I up. So I appreciate you um, laughing with me and breathing yes, with me, bro. It's sure. been a pleasure, bro. We're looking Bye. forward to uh, checking you out on the IV channel, Pre Resurrection. <laughs> Um, yeah. Can you share your social media for people to follow you, your info? Honestly, 99.9% of everything is just my name. Dane Ross on Instagram. That's one word. Um, casting Network, same deal. Uh, I have on Facebook, but I'm, I'm not really on it anymore yeah. since uh, the last election because people are stupid. <laughs> and um, But yeah, no, that's, that's large here right there. Um, heck, even on IMDb still, Dane Ross. It's all my name. Please spell it one time. So. D H A N E R O S S. See, I like Shane with a D. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, that's really uh, mindset and mind. Can you share your? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so y'all can definitely find us at uh, first Google or hashtag, Google the hashtag M underscore M27. That'll take you to all of our YouTubes, all of our social medias. But right now, um, you can also find us on IG at mindset m-i-n-d-s-e-t underscore detox d-e-t-o-x tv underscore media m-e-d-i-a i'll be the first and sec- second one up when you pop up okay there you go <laughs> as you can catch me at 999 n-e-y-e-n 999 n-e-y-e-n n-e-y-e-n 999 <laughs>
All right, um, this has been a pleasure. I, mad like New York sounds in the background. I yeah. love it. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Yeah. I should close that. No, window. no, I love it. Yes, we're in the real Brooklyn. Yes, you hear that? Y'all hear that? No, like yeah, we're Brooklyn now, right here. Same Williamsburg. We definitely have NYPD floodlights on the corner. Yes, so thank y'all again for tuning in to Conversations from the Garden of Creedon, uh, recorded live from New York. Yeah. It's Crown Heights, Brooklyn. All right, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Like I said, I, I, I can't rep it. I don't rep it. I have way family members to like Right, right, right. Okay, bye. Rewind a track just to remind it, yeah. From Newark to BX to Queens, came back, man, we see who next, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toast to the kings, yeah. Toast to the queens up in here, yeah. The album name, damn, it's a poison. So many people make it poison. Man, the life can be poison. You can talk crazy, bring your boys, yeah!